There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business or, let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you. Introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5K. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by B21, a platform which helps you start your journey with cryptocurrencies. Visit b21.io slash hustleshare and get $2 upon signing up. Also by Ideaspace, a nonprofit supporting innovation and technopreneurship as a path to nation building. Ideaspace runs an annual startup competition. For more information, make sure to sign up for their newsletter at ideaspacefoundation.org slash connect. Also powered by 917 Ventures. Got a startup idea? Join Velocity by 917 Ventures, Globe Telecom's venture builder program that aims to support entrepreneurs by providing up to 50,000 US dollars funding, product and tech development, operational support, and access to the Globe network. Unlock the Globe unfair advantage. Apply now at velocity.917ventures.com. You know, the best communicators in the world, whether it was Oprah Winfrey or Maya Angelou or Martin Luther King Jr., they always spoke from the heart. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences. But that our hustles are very much alike. Now here is your host, Ronster Betyong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. We are now two years old, and this is not a coincidence that we're inviting easily one of the best podcasters in the Philippines. I mean, I've had the privilege of being a guest on her show, but again. 
in, in any type of hustling, you always have to reciprocate. And I didn't want to just reciprocate out of any random time. I had to pick her for this particular episode because we're now two years old. And again, I want to pay homage to the podcast industry by inviting Miss Joyce Spring of Adulting with Joy Spring. Yay! Welcome <laughs> to Hustle Show. Joyce What's up, Ronster? Thank you for. I, I, I'm, I'm always nervous when I'm. <laughs> you're like, Shoot. I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, again, time slap. I'm a big radio fan. Uh, so. Aww. I always drive during time slot uh, at, at, at that time when, uh, again, late afternoon uh, before. <laughs> uh, and that's when I, you know, usually hear your voice and usually stuck in traffic. And I'm a big fan. But before I get carried away, Joyce, I need to ask you the million dollar question. Joyce, what's your hustle? That's a hard question to answer. You know what? Because I feel like real hustlers have a plethora of hustles. Mm-hmm. And if I were to pick one, I would say that my real hustle is connecting with people. And I've done that on multiple platforms from TV to radio and, of course, in digital. And I think that's always been my hustle because that's where I found my skill. That's where I found my passion and purpose. And so eventually, I think naturally, right, that's where you also find your hustle. Absolutely. And again, you're one of the naturals. Again, there's a lot of types of podcasters being being posted so many of them now right but you were one of the very few that was like you were born for this you were just naturally <laughs> doing well because i always say this there's a skill gap in podcasting unlike mm-hmm. in radio you can't hold the mic unless you really have the proper training you even have to have a license to even get on board in here you can literally just say whatever but the skill gap uh, exists and you're one of the best in the industry Actually, Ron, you are the best. Come on now. I, sh- <laughs> I should always be on your show. <laughs> this is good for my mental health, for my well-being. I have to say first, before I address that um, amazing comment that you just made, I'm so happy to be here on your podcast. You know, it's it's really such an honor to be on your second year anniversary podcast. Congratulations on an incredible milestone. I know it's not an easy feat. And to constantly come out with podcast episodes that actually help all the other hustlers out there, that's not thats not an easy thing to do. To constantly find people who are worth creating a podcast yep. out of and, and talk about their hustles and their stories and the things that they've actually produced and created and made in the past few years. This mm-hmm. is amazing. So congratulations. And I'm happy to be here. And yes, you know, I feel like I've been really blessed with, with podcasting and and communication in general. And that's why when you ask me, that's my that's my hustle. Because I feel like people would always go where the trend goes. And you can't really p- blame them for that, right? When we see something that's trendy, we want to go there. We're like a, a swarm of bees always wanting to go where everybody else is. Right. But you have to realize that for you to be able to find a hustle that's worth your while and something that could actually be fruitful in the long run, you have to also figure out what your skill sets are. And when I was younger, I had to start asking myself that honest question, what am I good at? Or what can I be good at, right? What do I love enough that I'm willing to sacrifice my time, my energy, my treasures Mm -hmm. to make sure that I'll be good at this particular skill and blossom 
make it blossom into something and that was communication for me and then you know it just it just follows that wherever communication would take me that's yeah. where I would go so it took me to TV first and then to radio where you would listen which I absolutely love and then of course now to digital that is amazing but since you're already dabbled into that I need you to buckle up make sure the baby is intact <laughs> and you know it is snug because we're gonna have to ride the hustle share time machine <laughs> Wow. Here we go. Because, Oof. okay, so Joyce, what I want to understand, again, you, communication I, I obviously is going to be the key uh, component of what we talk about today. But more than anything, we are, you know, a, just a product of our journey and all our sacrifices and all our repetition before that. But walk mm-hmm. me through what it was like growing up. Because before we find out what we're good at, I'm pretty sure you tried out a lot of several things as well, right? Um, yeah. What What was the chip on your shoulder growing up? Because I remember being on your guest and you telling me that, you know, we share a lot of the common experiences. But what was the chip on your shoulder and what are the things you, you started hustling for when you were young? Oh my goodness. Andame. Where do we even start? Well... I guess to give you a little bit of a background, you know, I didn't grow up in an affluent family. We didn't have money growing up. I I would always say proudly that I grew up in Tondo, Manila. And Tondo, yes. And I I didn't know how to speak in English until I was around ten years old. Nobody spoke English in my household. Like it wasn't a thing. And I remember, and I starkly remember this because I remember going into school, first day of school, I was probably my first grade, eight years old. I was studying in a public school in Tondo, and I had no idea how to speak English. And I literally sat in that class and I was like, my goodness, never not. I've never heard this language before my whole life. How do you expect me to all of a sudden know how to speak this language? language Mm -hmm. so i i grew up with that and and i guess that was my chip on my shoulder you know i i didn't have anything i didn't have connections to show business i didn't have a family that was um that had money to fuel whatever passions i had the only thing that i could bank on was education and so after realizing that i didn't know how to speak in english when i was eight years old i started to think about okay but how do i learn it so I, I, and I think the reason why I'm very good at it, if I may say so myself, yeah. with, with the work that I do with communication in English, it's because I never had it in the house. So, mm-hmm. ang theory ko palagi, kasi alam mo yung mga batang lumalaki sa mga English households. Right. Siyempre, if you put them outside, yeah, yes, but, but also, pag pinakausap mo sa ibang tao na hindi marunong mag-English, Malamang mapipick up nila yung mga baroque and other right. wrong grammar from other people, right? Mm-hmm. As compared to someone who had a clean slate and could only learn the language in a formal setting, the mm-hmm. only way that I learned the language was from my teachers, from reading books, from listening to wow. jazz music. Yeah, and so that was that's that's what I banked on and worked on. And I remember being very young and I had an accent. Of course, I had the wow. Pinoy accent. What what yes. we would call the Pinoy accent when I was going. So we all we yeah. all sometimes still mm. do. Let's be honest. Yes, right. And yeah, uh, that, so that's what correct. I'm, that and uh, it's, it's amazing also. And I'll just date myself a little bit. Uh. I know a little bit okay. about your past because of my niece. 
All right. And I think this came in her high school because she always flexes. Yeah, I'm batchmates with Joy Spring in Husay. Ay, ah, wow. Kisay din wow. siya. Like, okay, cool, cool. And then, again, she always flexes that whenever it's like, Tito Ron, I'm batchmates with Joyce Ring in Kisay. So, again, and she, she is one of my smartest ne- nieces out there. And I'm pretty sure, again, now seeing the, the path that you're in, you really put a lot of time and effort in educating yourself because, again, the chip on, the sh- on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, I guess it became a challenge, you know. When you start at the bottom, the only way is up. Yes. If you have nothing, you have nothing to lose. And mm-hmm. you have everything to gain. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just... I wasn't willing to just be defined by the circumstances that I was born into. I wanted to redefine my future. I wanted to... You know, I remember when I was a kid, most of... Actually, all of my cousins were were, were women. And... Mm. Beautiful women at that too. Beautiful women, very, very talented. And the constant conversation in our home, when you grow up in a Filipino family that's poor, it's always, ah, mag-asawa ka ng mayaman, right? It's always that. It's always, I uh, just use your beauty and your talent to to get somewhere, either showbiz or whatever. Um, Yun yung gagamitin mo. And I remember, I I have a stepdad and, Mm. and he basically imprinted it in my head that you don't have to take that path you know if you don't want to take that path you can actually pave a new path for yourself forge a new path for yourself and take a different route and that route was education and because I wanted that so bad I wanted to prove something to myself that I can be more than what my family at that time would say a pretty face a pretty girl Mm -hmm. should be then that's when I had to really work hard. And I was telling you, Kunina, I didn't really speak English growing up. And so what I had the Filipino accent. So you know what I would do? I would I loved reading books. And oh. what I would do was I would read books out loud and listen to myself with a way that I enunciated. And if I was able to find the, I guess, the rhythm in 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 mm-hmm. in reading. And every time that I didn't like a certain twang or sound in my accent, I would yeah. have to correct it. And wow. I would I would repeat it until I get that twang out of my tongue. So it was like it's it's those small little things that I had to work hard on that eventually I guess you know added to the work ethic and 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 the career that I eventually have now. That is amazing. And there's one thing about yeah, properly speaking English because I, I think I've shared this on your your podcast as well that I do not sound like this by default. And I had to give myself yeah. an edge because looking at me, I look like your Kuya Cargador or Kuya Toda, you know? So I had to give myself an edge. And then when I do speak in English with that accent, and I, I learned this in a call center. That's how I learned it. And being cussed at every day, I, I picked it up too, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, you know, you just become better through repetition. But mm-hmm. uh, let me know if you also experience this. Whenever you use this type of English, you also get discriminated on. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. why do you have that accent? What is the pick accent? Jo- run, what is that, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, again, when you do use it and you wield that sword, like, whoa, people started li- start listening. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have th- that discrimination when you started like belting out the proper American English at least? Yeah, I mean, I, I think also apart from from that kind of communication and that that 
accent. It's it's mm-hmm. also just trying to be smart, right? Yes. If you want, if there's always the shame in, oh, di ikaw na. Ikaw na matalino. Ikaw na magaling mag-English. <laughs> eh, di wow, di ba? Right. And, and lalo na, lalo na dahil yung background ko, hindi naman kami mayaman. So yes. it was, it was probably weirder for people. Like, people would always assume that you either grew up in the States or you have, yep. real, you have a really rich family. That's why you speak that certain language. And mm-hmm. meron na prejudice that comes right. with that kind of, it's not even the way that you speak, but even the way that you carry yourself. Right. And so that's also one of the things, I guess, that you have to deal with, right? Yeah. And you have to look the part. You know, you have power yeah. dressing, power speaking, whatever it may be. Because again, there's always prejudice that you have to overcome. Uh, and, you know, whatever you're trying to do, whether it's business, communication, whatever, you have to look the part to give yourself a better chance of succeeding where you want to do. Now, I'm curious. So education is there, but you also took a stab early into show business. And the first mm-hmm. time I heard about you, you were singing, actually. Yeah. Was, all right. And how did you diversify that skill set? Because if communication was already the bread and butter and also education, and you are a multi-potentialite, and singing was at least how I found out about you before you became a radio jock. Walk us through that journey going to show business. Well, I was studying in UP Diliman. I was studying fine arts, mm-hmm. major in visual communications because communication was always my thing, even in painting. Um, but I, we didn't have money. So I started working in a BPO company, in an offshore company as oh. a copywriter. So right, I, I was, this. yeah, I was a copywriter and I would work from 12 midnight to 9 a.m. And then my first class in AS in Diliman would be at around wow. 10 or 10.30. Wow. So Eastwood lang ako nagtatrabaho nun. Eastwood. Right. And so I would take that one jeep from Eastwood going to UP. And I just remember being constantly exhausted with the work and the lifestyle that I had because I would only get like three, four hours of sleep and literally run. This was the time that I was still smoking. And yung diet ko lang nun is Cobra and, and Yossi. Yossi. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra and Black na Yossi. Yep. Or naalala mo yung mga, ano tong mga bat Yossi? Yung mga dating na uuso yeah, Yossi for that. And- yeah, the Black Bat Yossi. Ganyan. Right. Yun lang yung diet ko nun. And I was just so exhausted. But I remember my batchmates in UP at that time were saying, you know, uh, Joyce, there's this uh, VJ search that's happening. You seem like you could, you could, you know, join this and eventually win. Uh, that, that would open up our opportunities to for work. And I just looked at that mm-hmm. as an opportunity for work, for money, to pay for my school. I never looked wow. at it as, ah, gusto kong mag-showbiz. Although, you know, when I was younger, I mean, in, in my teenage years, I would often get offers to do modeling and mm-hmm. I, I was singing already at the band, in a band at that time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of already w- dabbled into that, but I always hated the spotlight because I love my privacy. I don't mm-hmm. like having to deal with people constantly. I only I only like communication when it's required of me, when I'm working, when I am, you know, doing something that would pay because uh-huh. of my communication, but I never wanted to do that constantly, like you mag be araho with other people because I just find that so exhausting. Wow. I always thought of myself as an ambivert in that way. Mm-hmm. So I never looked at showbiz as a way for me to get famous. Mm-hmm. It was always like, 
I need the money. So right. if this job is better than my 12 midnight to 9 a.m. job, writing, mm. uh, being a copywriter for a furniture store in some other country wow. and not having to talk with my boring boss or just being cursed <laughs> at over the phone because he doesn't like what I did, yeah, I, I, I'll get it. I'll, I'll, I'll go for that. And so that's what happened. It, it just kind of blossomed into that. So, that yeah. is amazing. Now, when you <laughs> got that opportunity, again, a lot of people try, but there only mm-hmm. a few actually get a very uh, true chance or opportunity to, mm. to get in. And if this is your first shot, you must have done something amazing uh, to get it. Because again, a lot of people want to be a showbiz star. Before this is before <laughs> the kumus and whatnot and the content, uh, yeah. you know, uh, content economy. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to be a star, but only a few had it uh, in it. The DNA. What did you do to get mm-hmm. that? That to get that opportunity right. Honestly, Ron, nothing. I don't think I'm special in any way. I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say that luck is opportunity presenting itself to you but you being prepared for it right i think that's the formula of luck it's preparedness plus opportunity and i guess you know i wasn't special in any way i still don't feel like i'm special in any way um and and my constant fear that's been hovering over my head ever since i was a young girl is that i'll always be mediocre i'm afraid to be mediocre and that's why maybe i work very hard and i try to work smart because I'm afraid to be mediocre. And I feel that way. I feel like when I entered show business, I wasn't particularly the most talented person in the group. I definitely wasn't the prettiest girl in the group. There were girls who were much prettier than I was. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and even people who had better connections than I did. But I think I just prepared. I, I worked harder than anybody else in that group. I... I was open to changes. I was open to adjust than any than any other person in that group. And mm-hmm. you know, after I won that 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 competition, I was only in TV for a year, and then mm-hmm. they kicked me out. Whoa! Yeah, they did. So I was in I was in TV for a year, a year and a half, and then I lost the job. And after that, I. The, the real hustle began. Like, wow. I would do hosting gigs. I would ride the jeepney because I lived in QC to mm. Alabang for, a, for an Alabang what? offshore. Yeah, for, a, for an event in Alabang to host for like six hours for just 2,500 pesos or 5,000 pesos. You know, you yeah. TFMO for those That's long cool. hours of hosting. Mm. And it was two years of that. Two years of constantly hustling and and hosting events and and doing X deals with brands. It wasn't called X deals at that time, but I would model for the brands of my friends. And social media was a new thing at that time. So I would collaborate with other people, create videos. And I would just constantly post about these things um, that I was doing because I wanted people to see like, hey, if you need a girl who hosts, if you need a girl Mm -hmm. who sings, if you need a girl to model for you, I'm that girl. I'll do it for free. I'll do it for cheap as long as you give me some brand association, as long as you post me on your page, as long as if you have a brand that has a budget, I'll get you. So, yeah, so it, that that was the hustle like that's when it really started and and i think that's that's something that i want for 
a lot of people to realize also sometimes we think that success happens because of one great big opportunity that arrives in your life mm-hmm. sometimes it does really for yep. some people they're very very lucky that that's the kind of success story that they have but most of the time it's always like small opportunities that you're prepared for and you grab Correct. through and through until you reach a point in your life where you're just like okay it's a bit more comfortable now Correct. okay now i can start choosing my projects mm-hmm. okay now i can start making amendments with my talent fee now i can start making adjustments with what i want to do not just the things that i have to do i even hosted like mga children's events i wow, would host binyag for... and, and all these things. <laughs> halloween parties wow. christmas parties everything and this was after i was on tv for a year and a half so imagine how much pride i had to swallow yeah. quote unquote you know because I didn't I didn't have a choice. Like you don't have yeah. money, girl, you, you got to work. Yep. Diba? Yep. Yeah. All right. Now let's take our first break and when we come back, I want to find out how you got uh, into radio and of course, our baby podcasting. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate their growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at sasschallenge.ph. That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back in the break. We're still with Joy Spring, who then told us the hustle that it took. So after TV, again, uh, they kicked you out and you had to hustle and, and find ways to scratch and claw and still continue in your trajectory. One thing I want to mm-hmm. resonate on is that 
you know, in any, again, in any type of, of successful journey, there's always ebbs and flows, right? Ups, yeah. downs, and ups, downs. But you get more from what you uh, experience when it's, things are down. But also, mm-hmm. that's the scariest because a lot of people give in at that time. You know, it's like, oh, shoot, yeah. it's hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Why did you keep pushing towards that path? Because I'm pretty sure somehow, some way, you, you ask yourself, is it the, the path? Or, uh, you know, can I try something else? Because you're multi, multi-potentialite anyway. But what kept you going towards the, 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 this, this trajectory and uh, somehow, some way, show business? That's a tough one. I mean, different things. I guess when I was younger, the first thing that came to my mind was my family. You know, I I had a bigger purpose always. And and as I mentioned earlier, the first reason why I wanted to showbiz was because I needed the money. And it was mm-hmm. easier for me to do that kind of job because I loved it. You know, I was mm-hmm. I could be very good. I saw myself that I could improve and be good at it. Okay. And it, it gave me money. And it was mm-hmm. easy, you know. Um, and, and I think I kept going because I saw the potential of it being a good source of income at the same time, something that I enjoy doing for my family. And, you know, my, my Lola, actually, she lived in Antepolo when, when, when all of this was happening and I lived in QC and I remember every time I wanted to visit her, I would have to ride three jeepneys from, QC, Roosevelt, wow. to Antepolo. As in, parang jeepney, FX, tapos jeepney ulit. Wow. And I just kept, you know, telling myself, I, I want to be able to work hard enough and get enough jobs that I could finally buy even a second-hand car. So, wow. I was joking earlier that I would, ho- I wasn't joking, I was telling you earlier that I would host really long events for just a small amount of money. But that was still a big amount of money when you try to do like five events a week. Right. Kahit na 2-5 lang yung, yung hosting fee mo. Lagari ka! Right. Diba? You're gonna be able to, to earn money. And it was better than me spending 15 hours in my job before, you know, right. and, 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 and not really earning as much. So I think that's it. Any, I guess, entrepreneur that you ask, when you ask them what kept you going during those difficult throws in your journey, it would always be that they had a bigger purpose. They had something else in mind that they wanted to be able to achieve. And for me, that was to be able to buy a car, to be with my Lola, be able to help her with her medicines, her maintenance, Mm -hmm. be able to help my brother go through school. He was studying in college at that time also. And be able to have a more comfortable lifestyle, not just for myself, but also for my family. Absolutely. And I, yeah, that, that was it. That is amazing. Now, what I want to understand next is that through hustling, so I've had a similar experience again. My, my startup got funded. I lost everything for six months. I was selling VIP memberships outside of clubs. People think I was cool. Like, no, I was fucking begging people to <laughs> buy my <Yes>. our VIP <laughs> membership. So, and again, it does uh, add up and prepares you for the next big opportunity. What mm-hmm. was that next big opportunity that allowed you to break through again? Like, okay, I now what, know what it feels like to be down here. And as soon as I get that, I won't let it, let it go. And that's, I'm pretty sure it's a little bit more uphill after that. What was that next opportunity for you? Radio, definitely. Radio changed my life. I mean, radio was like that big opportunity. And people would be wondering, especially those who have followed my career 
from that first time that I appeared on TV. Like, yeah, but before radio, you had other stuff. Like, I was also back in GMA. I was right. doing Eat Bulaga. I was doing online stuff. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of um, work in digital. But radio was the best thing that ever happened to my hosting career because that was my training ground. And that was my first regular job yep. in media. Four days a week, I hear your voice, Monday to Thursday, because Friday is Friday Madness, right? Yes. Yes. So, shout out to Magic 89.9. What up? I do. Because, yeah, exactly. Hi, boss. I do. Because of Magic, I had some semblance of understanding who I really was, what my real hustle was. You know, Mm. I was a host. I am a host. That's what I was born to do. Before radio, my my hustle was anything that could help me pay my bills and help my family. Right. It was hosting live events, singing in bars, mm-hmm. uh, modeling, whatever, any any work that I could do. But being a radio jock mm-hmm. kind of solidified me becoming a host. And mm-hmm. people weren't so confused anymore with what it was that I did. Because a lot of people couldn't put a finger on who I was at that time. They would be like, but an artista pero madami kang followers sa internet right. hindi ka naman influencer kasi hindi ka naman blogger so they couldn't put a finger on what exactly it is that I did but mm-hmm. when I became a radio jock they were just like ah okay so you're a host got it yeah. now, now they can put you in a bucket but I'm pretty sure at yes. the back of your head nah I can do so much more things <laughs> right? but okay just label me as such whatever mm-hmm. now I want to understand being a host right because again podcasting has a very big skill gap and for you, you're 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 right at the pinnacle of how a top-notch podcasting, uh, podcasting podcast should be done because of that radio mm-hmm. background. What did you learn on radio that you were able to bring, where regardless of where you are? Because again, you can't just get the mic in a radio because there's the license and everything else mm-hmm. in between. That that would basically you have to earn in order to even speak in a broadcast. Yeah, I think the best, one, some of the best lessons that I got from radio were from my radio partners, Boom and Aaron, and also yep. my friends there, you know, especially DJ Tony Tony, who even before, you remember I was telling you that I hosted a lot of live events, and he was like a bona fide radio host already at that yep. time. And he would constantly tell me, you know, radio is so sexy because your job is to entertain people and make them wonder and think and be entertained without them even seeing you. So if you can do that, that's sexy. If you can be funny and sexy and attractive and entertaining without people seeing you, you got a skill. So Mm -hmm. that's, I think, something that I've constantly brought to every other work that I do now, even if it's uh, an on-cam job, right? Because you always have to think for yourself, what are the ways that I can entertain, educate, and help people through what I'm doing without actually putting out so much? You know, Mm -hmm. can I be entertaining without having to be so comical? Can I be educational without having to feel like I'm on a high horse? So I think that's, that's what I got from radio. And also... 
I didn't know how to pronounce my T's, apparently. Apparently. Wow. <laughs> according to Boom <laughs> Gonzalez. <laughs> wow. And that's that's game day with Boom. So, you know, yes. Yeah. And so he trained me. He trained wow. me even, even the way that you would project your voice and right. not shout into the ca- into the camera, the, into the microphone mm, yep. and other things to, to acknowledge that your listeners may be listening for the first time. So you have mm-hmm. to constantly... Um, fortify your brand and tell them that right. hey welcome to the show this is what we do around here because mm. you can't just assume that they they they've listened to you before right. so you know it's it's some of those things but really four years of radio can't really quantify the amount of lessons that you get from that right the right. amount of um experience that that you you have so mm. i'm really grateful for that that's amazing now i, I want to understand um before we move on because a lot of what you do in radio is also valid in podcasting. And mm-hmm. what people don't understand is that whenever we do press record, what you're seeing is already the, sort of like the finished product. But a lot of preparation happens before that, <laughs> right? Walk us through, Joyce. What's your preparation? What's your MO like before you even press record or turn on the mic? Because that's half of the work at least being done, yeah. you know, preparing yourself, whatnot. What's that what's that for you? I'm research oriented. I always research on my guests. I always I remember Erin Ataide taught me this when we were partners on radio because we would guess these mga international stars on radio. And he said, these people have had interviews after interviews with the same questions being asked to them. So unless you do your research and see what they're doing on Instagram, on their website, on their personal pages, what people are talking about, what projects they're doing, you won't be able to ask them about anything that's special or that would intrigue them to connect with you during Mm -hmm. the interview because they'll treat it as, as just another corporate activity that they have to do because they have to promote an album or a movie that they're doing. So I think research is everything. Also, I read a lot of books. A lot of people would constantly ask me, like, why do you like reading books? Because if you don't read books, you won't have anything substantial to say. Don't listen to the news or listen to other podcasters. You won't have anything substantial to say. If all you do is uh, lurk on social media without being intentional about the content that you're consuming, garbage in, garbage out, right? Yep. So if you consume trash content, the yep. things that you say will always be trash. And one of the best advice that I got about being a communicator is actually not from anybody who worked in communications, but from my stepdad. And okay. he said that, you know, the best communicators in the world, whether it was Oprah Winfrey or Maya Angelou or Martin Luther King Jr., they always spoke from the heart, he said. And I didn't understand that. And, and he said, but why do they have the courage to speak from the heart? Because everything that they put inside them, the things that they read, the things that they listen to, the people that they talk to, the movies that they mm-hmm. watch, all of those things, they're willing to process and they're not afraid to just let their heart flow. Meaning they're not afraid to say whatever they want to say because they know that what they've put, put in is are good things. So Correct. I have put that into heart, you know. Hindi mo mapapansin that the people that you spend your most time with, the books that you're reading, the, the things that you're watching, they all eventually affect who you are and the product of your work. 
Got it. So that's it. That's 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 an important thing. So now I still listen to different podcasts. My husband, he loves listening to basketball podcasts yes. and he's currently addicted to this investing podcast. And, oh, wow. you know, I always listen to the things that he, he would mm-hmm. listen to, even if it doesn't interest me because he's a businessman. Yep. He's an entrepreneur. It's finances and investing yep. in stocks and that really doesn't interest me. But I would listen to it because I want to learn something new. I want to stretch my mind in ways mm-hmm. that I haven't stretched it before. So, Yeah. That's great. Now, a um, couple things here. I'm sorry. So, am I talking too much? No, this is your <laughs> show. Of course you are. That guy, I'm pretty sure you, you. this is weird for you too because you're so used to being the one asking questions. And no. that's all, exactly how I feel like, dude, why am I talking so much? Like I always catch myself like, Ron, you're talking too much. Because in an interview format, right? Like, shoot, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be the one talking. Exactly. So I get what you feel. Now, I want to understand two things. When did you feel, feel that you belonged? Because there's mega imposter syndrome in anything that you know oh, yeah. that's where seniority is, is is present. It's like holy shit, I'm talking to Boom Gonzalez, Toilet Mix, Jim <laughs> David Boom, right? You know, um, mm-hmm. and eventually you'll feel like shoot, okay, I made it, right? Uh, and how did that transition into the podcast adult, Adulting with Joy Spring? My goodness, did I ever feel like I was? I belonged. I, I don't know. I always, I would always idolize the people that I worked with on radio, and I always would look at them with so much admiration and reverence, from the women in radio to all of my 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 friends from radio, and to anybody who works in the media. Because honestly, until now, I still have that inferiority complex. Because Ron, I never finished college. I never finished a degree in communications. I never had formal training for my profession. Right. I just got lucky. Mm-hmm. I would always say, right? Like I just had the perfect opportunities presented to me. That's why I always say I'm so blessed to be doing what I do because it's not what I set out to do at the very beginning. It's not, it. I never, I never got formal training for it, but I guess you know, you just have to eventually find confidence in the work that you do, mm-hmm. not because you find confidence in yourself, but because you find confidence in the way that your work affects other people positively. And that's where I find and bank my confidence on. Got it. I, ne- I have never looked at myself and said, Host. <laughs> never, 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 never have I looked at myself like, oh, Jika, ikaw yung yeah. queen. Ikaw yung talagang trinabaho mo yan. I'm just telling you. (laughs) I've never, never looked at myself that way. But I always take pride in what people say about the work that I do. So when somebody tells me that, hey, I listened to your podcast and it inspired me and it helped me gain a different perspective and it inspired me to try and do podcasting as well. It helped me pursue my passion. It helped me listen to my parents or to my spouse. That's where I I found my my sense of belonging because Mm -hmm. if the work that I'm doing is affecting people on such a personal, important level, then that means that the work that I'm doing can also in some way be important, right? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I, I well, sorry, to, to circle back to your question, how did adulting with Joyce Spring start? After four years on radio, I quit 
and supposedly I was to leave for New York. I wanted to leave everything what? behind because yes, <laughs> I don't know. I think I've talked about this, but very, very in passing with okay. with other interviews. But I I left radio, and you can even ask boss I do. I told him boss I do. I'm gonna go back to school because I never finished college, and I said oh. I want to go back to school. I wanted to move to New York. You know, I wanted to go back into writing and 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 work in a normal shop because my family was okay. Na nakapagpon na ako. I feel like I've proven myself in that sense because. I had radio for four years and I had a lot of amazing things that I did. I raced cars, I did triathlon, mm-hmm. all these amazing things. And and then all of a sudden GMA called and they wanted to sign me to to be their host on TV. Right, right. So I was doing GMA for like a year before I started doing Adulting with Joy Spring. And Adulting with Joy Spring literally started only because I missed radio. I, I missed talking it. in front of the I mic. Because I, I was so yeah. used to also listening to you in the afternoon. No, prior, again, with with with, uh, with, uh, with Boom prior to lunch. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the big meal will happen, right? And then after, <laughs> when you transitioned with Josh Strike, a.k.a. Air, I still call him Josh Strike. <laughs> If you're an OG, if you know that Aaron Atayde is just your OG, um, yeah. And then, um, yeah, that, that's that's like, where the hell is Joy Spring? Who are these people <laughs> that are in this time slot? And then, yeah, I found out you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. But the way you also uploaded uh, it, at the start was very intermittent. There are going to be some weeks yeah. of like, hey, she didn't upload at all. What was the challenge doing that? Mm-hmm. I, I, it was a passion project. So I didn't want to push, put pressure on myself. There was so so much pressure already in my work in TV. Like I was doing the morning show. I was doing Chica Minute. I was doing another show called Stand for Truth. I was doing another show called All Access. I was doing like four shows at a time, wow. plus my digital work, plus the website, plus YouTube. And I wanted podcasts to be that outlet where I just, I sit there and I say things that I think about on a daily basis. That's and and I told and if you listen to the young to the younger to the first few episodes right. of the podcast, you'd always see me like, "Well, I'm sorry I didn't upload for three weeks, guys. You know, I did <laughs> I mention remember. that this is go- <laughs> like this. I did tell you that this was going to be a passion project. So you know, it was just intermittent that way. Whenever right. I wanted to, I would upload. Um, I was just recording in my earphones from yes. the mic on my earphones and then I started buying a, a nicer mic I didn't even have the audio interface mm-hmm. so I had to borrow an audio interface I had to figure out how to edit all a, a podcast I had to figure right. out all of these things on my own where to find um, a website where you can upload it because there weren't a lot of people in the Philippines who who was doing podcasts at that time yep. two years ago two, two and a half years ago two years ago like very few very few, very few. And I I used to have a podcast in 2015, oh. but it was under a different network. I had NMF TV and I had three different podcasts. Did I think I had, man. yeah, 2014, 2015. Yeah. I had a podcast already when it was starting in the US. So we tried to start it here in the Philippines. Yep. It didn't fly. Yep. Yeah. Well, one so, of our podcasts you know, in PNA Kate, is still alive and they were former NMF. Machong Chismisan uh-huh. is the name. They're, yeah, they're still around. So the, yeah, they they withstood. The yeah, because I'm before. Right. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we had a podcast. We had Purveyor TV. We had Louder Louder, and then Riot. Three different wow. podcasts. Um, all I was, I was hosting all of it. It was like a, it was a weekly thing. And I mm. honestly didn't understand at that time what a podcast was and how to create it. I just knew I loved listening to it. You know, right. and it had this own little place in uh, in your iPod. That's right. it. That's it. You had. I had no idea what it was. I didn't know how to produce it or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I knew, I knew I loved listening to it. So yeah. Got it. Last question before we take our last break. Of all topics, because again, you're multifaceted. You can talk about again chica. You can talk about music. <laughs> you can talk about all these things in the whole spectrum. But why adulting? What 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 what's so special about adulting that again just you get, the way you deliver also uh, your content from what it is it just so sounds so natural and also personal because I think a lot of what you share is a lot of it are personal battles <laughs> that you went through but why that topic anecdotal eh, no? yeah because I feel like we all need to start talking about the things that we're going through. Um, before there is any real doing, there has to be a real being, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't do anything that's purposeful if we don't become purposeful first. Correct. And how do we become purposeful? We start dealing with the things that we, we've been going through. We start acknowledging our mental, spiritual, physical, emotional battles. We start mm-hmm. talking about practical things like dealing with relationships and heartbreaks and money and career changes and mm-hmm. big changes in your life. And unless we start having those conversations, I don't think we can have a a society that functions well with each other. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out these days that, you know, we would focus on making money, for example, we would po- focus on prosperity and we would focus on mental health, etc. Mm-hmm. But we don't really look at the holistic well-being of a person, right? Like you right. can be mentally well and if you're not fixing your finances, if you're not fixing the other yep. stuff in your life, that mental stability will be out the window in a couple of weeks or months. <laughs> tops. Diba? So if I, I think <laughs> the bills will come in the corner and they will ask for your money. So, you know, I, I felt like adulting was this. Adulting was a holistic approach to well-being. Right. And... I just wanted to start substantial conversations that would either pique the interest of people my age or at least give them a platform where they could actually voice out the things that they're also going through. And my goodness, was I blown away with the yes. response that I got online. I can I thought I was just trying imagine. I was just being honest. No, yeah, I was just great. being honest. I was just being mm-hmm. vulnerable. Yeah. All right, now let's take our last break and when we come back, let's talk about more. Why did Joyce Spring become the queen? Podcasting in oh the Philippines. Well, let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter 
Hunter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. DragonPay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit DragonPay is. DragonPay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust DragonPay. Pay. 
And we're back from a break. We're still with Joy Spring, who now told us why adulting is the key and why it's such a, a, such a natural thing that, that comes out from her. Because again, from a holistic point of view, you know, adulting is a, is, a, is a melting pot of a lot of things you have to be mature on to get that done. But from where you were, again, doing GMA, a lot of work, all of a sudden, I notice because I listen to your show, right? I even mm-hmm. uh, got some of my guests from your show listening, from from, from uh, having been guested on your show. And I was like, she took this seriously. All of a sudden, she became more consistent. Mm-hmm. The audio quality improved. You know, <laughs> I bought and, a better mic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and no, and the upload schedule just became more consistent. Mm-hmm. What triggered that? Because you know, all of a sudden. You really are, and I could tell without you telling us that you're taking this seriously now. That this is one of the main things that you're doing. Yeah, honestly, it's just the response. Mm-hmm. I started getting messages from people all over the world saying things like, "At Joyce, I am an OFW in Japan. I have been alone all this time. I miss my sister in the Philippines." and having you in the background feels like I'm home, feels like I have someone that knows what I'm going through. Or Ate Joyce, actually, sinasabi ko lang na Ate Joyce, but hindi mo sila lahat ate. It's funny because <laughs> it's adulting how to save your 20s, right? But some people yeah. are in their 30s and 40s listening to the yeah. podcast and they would say things like, I started to take my mental health seriously. I started to not avoid the things that I was struggling with and face them because of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, those kinds of messages made me feel like I had the responsibility of creating content more seriously because Mm -hmm. people needed to hear this content. And it wasn't because they needed to hear me, but they needed to hear someone, at the very least anybody, right? Right. Talk about the things that they're going through that they're probably personally afraid to talk about themselves. So if you were someone that struggled with anxiety or with a heartbreak or with difficult co-workers or with your career and you had no idea how to process this hearing someone talk about it in a podcast probably not having all the answers obviously not having all the answers but just processing these things with you makes you feel more human and more connected and I think because I was made aware of that impact of the podcast, I became more serious with it. You know, I started to say, hey, this isn't just a passion project anymore. This is actually something that is able to help other people. And if it's Correct. able to help other people, then I'm willing to buy better equipment. I'm willing to <laughs> spend more time, more money, right. more energy creating this podcast. And, mm-hmm. you know, prior to Spotify and prior to people actually knowing what a podcast is, right. I had no sponsors on the show. Every time mm-hmm. we would present it to sponsors, they'd be like, ano yung podcast? What is a podcast? Huh? Exactly. <laughs> what is a podcast? Hindi naman alam ko ano yan, eh, di ba? Walang market for the Philippines until right. like recently. Yes. That's, that's what they were saying. Until like a couple of months ago. Correct. Nobody cared about it. Like, nobody even had a podcast. And you knew that it wasn't the it thing. Because mm-hmm. YouTube, you knew that it became the it thing because yep. the artistas started making YouTube videos, mm-hmm. right? 
now you see the artistas and celebrities making Ika also their podcasts. Later started coming, and everybody is like, the whole thing is like, what the hell? That's so many people here, but it's great. It's great for everybody. Yeah, but it's great. Yeah, it is. It is. So you know, I th- that that's really it. And then, and then opportunities just started to arise again. Yeah. And maybe that's why it, it it's a fun project because I never really put pressure on it. I was just like. I put pressure on myself eventually because people were listening and they mm-hmm. needed to hear something substantial. They expected mm-hmm. to hear something sub- substantial, but apart from that, it was just I loved it and I wanted to help other people. So, absolutely, as cliche as that sounds, right? <laughs> no, that's that's absolutely true. Because yeah. as as, as a, a podcaster, again, it's more than about you, and especially if you're getting that genuine feedback from a random person on Instagram, on whatever, email, messenger. I'm like, wow, this is so powerful. But I want to ask you about the selfish things. Mm-hmm. Selfish things meaning because what people don't know, okay. as much as we give out to the world, we're getting so much back. Like for me, hustle share is my cheat mm-hmm. code of how to be a B how to be a better entrepreneur because I'm learning from all these guys. So it's like, oh okay, so that's how we did that. I'll try it on my, my, my business as well. For you, Joyce, mm-hmm. how did Adulting with Joyce Spring impact you? Because you're also discovering new things as you talk to more people and what, that you can Im- implement in your own life other than what you already give out because these are things that are also you know monumental in your own growth personally. Definitely what you just said, you know, you learn from all of these amazing people that you guessed on the podcast. I think the biggest selfish thing that I got from Adulting with Choice Spring is a global audience. I I never had a global audience. Like as far as I went was probably Asia. I, yeah. I had a show in Star World before um, and I won Influencer Asia. That's it. But it wasn't ever anything consistent. So the most selfish thing that I got from the podcast is having listeners from all over the world having a global audience and also having a global platform because now my my speaking engagements before would always be local it would always be universities and campuses here in the philippines but now i get invited for more international events like women's events from from all over the world i get to guest on podcasts um, from different places like in the states in canada and yeah that's that's probably the biggest thing that's amazing again it's 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 also amazing when you look at the analytics like oh my god what are people from this country taking from me because i've never even looked at the map of where where existed (laughs) like oh okay there's a bunch of people listening to my show uh from there so Mm -hmm. it's amazing now let's wait for it uh last couple minutes I want to dig dig down on your core, on the core message that we have here in in terms of communication. Um, Mm -hmm. And if someone here is dabbling into that front, and especially as entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs also listen to the show, and a key skill of being a CEO or ever a C-suite executive or just a startup founder per se is properly communicating. What's your MO to make sure that it's not it's not just what you say and how it's how you say it that actually cuts through and leaves a lasting impact to your audience practice is everything research is everything and the most important thing that i've learned in my 9 years of working in this industry 
is that there will always be a person who is better at you in what you're doing. And instead of hating on that person, you learn as much as you can. I think that's the biggest MO. Yeah, learn from true. as many people as you can. Learn from, from the best in the industry. Find mentors yes. and find books. You know, people always think that mentorships only happen on a face-to-face or person-to-person basis. But honestly, my some of my biggest mentors are dead. Like C.S. Lewis is dead. Oscar Wilde <laughs> is dead. Maya Angelou has gone away. You know, right. but, but they are my mentors in the sense that I read their books. I read mm-hmm. their autobiographies. I listen to the things that they've they've actually done and the things that they've learned. And I listen to other speakers who mm-hmm. talk about them and, and I learn from them. And I think that's the biggest MO that you can also plan your life. If you want to be a great communicator, always remember to listen. Correct. If you want to be listened to, you have to first listen. If you want to have anything substantial to say, you have to listen to people who have substantial things to say. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. Now, uh, a lot of what you also said, Riket, you, you, you studied. Now, let's talk about practice. Bruh, practice. So, <laughs> a lot of people can... And I, I was also like this uh, for a very long time. I can digest the content and I can imagine myself talking at a certain way, but it's only until probably uh, yeah, 10 years ago that I got comfortable in my own skin because like, oh shoot, I, I got bulol and whatnot. And if you're trying to be, say, a podcaster or a, or a public speaker, what are your tips so that they don't get those jitters? Because you still mess up. I still mess up yeah. here a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but how do you get over that 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 those butterflies that that uh, prevent you from trying further and trying more frequently? A couple of things. First, start before you're ready. I think we put so much pressure on feeling ready, on thinking you're ready, but in reality, you will only be as ready as when you tell yourself you are. So start before you're ready and and, you know, of course, you have to do your preparation. But if you're the type of person that gets jittery about these things, start before you you, you start arguing with yourself and, and taking yourself out of it, talking yourself out of it. So that's the first one. Second would have to be very simple. Remember that everybody sucks at the beginning. Yes. I sucked at the beginning. I still suck at times now with with being professional, quote unquote, in this job. Right. And that's okay to suck because yep. that means you have a potential to become better. Mm-hmm. If you are the best person in the room, if you are the smartest, most talented person in the room, you're in the wrong room. You should yep. always be in a room where you're constantly learning and growing and you know, telling yourself that, hey, I can be better. And I guess for you to start, stand back up again and try something something better. I remember, is it Thomas Edison that said he tried thousands of times and he couldn't get the right formula to for his invention. But at least he knew that all those thousands of times were the wrong formulas. Yes. So don't be afraid of failure because a lot of people think that I don't want to do this because I might be a failure. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain level of grittiness and 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 hard-headedness that comes with success, right? You have to keep trying and not be afraid to be a failure. So there. That is amazing. Now, last question. Just just pull it back in 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 a full circle here. Joyce, 
if you were to give an advice to the young Joyce who's just starting out riding the jeepneys, who's puyat, and what? Oh my goodness! Knowing what you know now, what would be your advice for yourself if you had that chance to talk and ride the hustle share time machine again once again? I'll I'll give you the keys and talk to her, uh, Captain America style. What would you sell? <laughs> Para siyang visual exercise tong question mo, no? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would probably tell her to find a better hairstylist because her color, <laughs> her hair colors weren't as good um, oh. as she thought it was. Probably that. Hindi ka cute. Hindi ka cute. Yung sasabihin ko sa kanya. In reality, I think what I would tell Joyce would be... Exactly. Um, I think what I would tell young Joyce uh, would be that it's okay to fail. Mm -hmm. It's okay to feel like you don't belong in the community, in the the society that you're trying to get into. Mm -hmm. It's okay to embarrass yourself because you're not as good as everybody else in that room. It's okay that you're probably the only person in your group of friends or colleagues that didn't have a car or didn't have fancy clothes. Mm-hmm. It's okay that all those hurdles that you're going through at the moment are the same hurdles that will fuel your success in the future. Wow. Always remember to be grateful. Always remember to be humble. And always remember that you cannot be successful just on your own. But it's so important to pay it forward. And that's why it's so important to also use whatever semblance of success or satisfaction that you find in your life and career to fuel the satisfaction and the success of other people after you. Because you were not in that position just by your own doing. And all the women and men that will come after you. So that there. is amazing. And again, thank you very much, Joyce, for being a hustle share for a second. And if we couldn't, uh, I couldn't have imagined that better than what you how you said it. And again, thank you. I love you your for, sound effects, Ron. Just sharing it on Zoom. That's it. <laughs> I'll teach you later how to do it. <laughs> All right. But at the end of the day, again, Joyce, if Thank they want to Ron. give you a racket before you give birth, don't give 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 this girl a racket while she's gonna give birth. She, she's expecting very soon. But how do they reach out to you? And again, what would be your message for the, the very few hustle share listeners compared to the adulting with Joyce listeners? How do they reach out to you and where can they find you? <laughs> Ron, thank you again for having me on your show. It is an incredible feat that you're celebrating two years of Hustle Share. Amazing to have content creators and podcasters like you who are passionate about sharing your hustle and sharing the hustles of other people to make sure that we are inspired and engaged in the things that we're doing so thank you again for having me to anybody who's listening to this podcast right now please do check out my podcast as well if you're interested adulting with joyce spring you can also see me on my websites joyspring.com and we create content on my youtube for joyce spring tv youtube.com slash joyce spring tv that's it 
there you go and again before I let you go follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to whether it's Spotify Apple Podcasts or whatnot and again if we did say some jargon it's going to be in the show notes and hustleshare.com and if you want to be in part of how we grow the show it's going to be the Hustleshare community on Facebook and lastly message us on our Hustleshare chatbot at m.me slash Hustleshare powered by chatbot BH. and I'll tell you a little something something I copied something from Just Strike my outro okay <laughs> Because I'm a big uh, radio fan. Okay. Again, Joyce, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Ron. All right. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. That's what I copied from Joyce Strike. <laughs> Joyce Strike. Joyce Strike. Sorry. <laughs>